the spiritual condition of America, politics, culture, and current events, analyzed through the lens of scripture. Welcome to The Alex McFarland Show. People ask the question, if everything is under God's control, why do things like COVID happen? Tragedies, terrorism, violence, the war in the Ukraine, what is going on? Hi, Alex McFarland. Welcome to the program. And we're going to talk about today four comforting things that can only be said of the God of the Bible. I appreciate you listening. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures, one that's probably pretty familiar to a lot of people. It's Romans eight twenty eight that says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Now, Romans eight twenty eight doesn't say that all things are good, because we know there are a lot of things in life that are just terrible, uh, just rotten, evil things, everything in life from mere inconveniences to outright tragedies. doesn't say that all things are good. We live in a world that has fallen, a world of sin, but God promises that all things can be woven into something good. Believe it or not, God can take your question marks and turn them into exclamation points. God can take what is a tragedy today, and if we trust him, God can turn it into a blessing. But let me go farther, and for a moment, I want you to think about movies you've seen where there is a a powerful statement. You know, I think about the movie from 2008, the movie Taken. Liam Neeson was in this film about a kidnapping, and I'm sure you've seen this because it's been used in, well, a lot of drama and comedy, but, you know, he's on the phone. And Liam Neeson says, uh, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I don't have money. And if you'll return my daughter, everything is forgotten and you can go free. And it gets very dramatic. And Liam Neeson says, but I tell you this, if something happens to her and I don't get my daughter back, I will find you and I will kill you. It's very dramatic, right? Uh, That's one of the most powerful lines in a movie. There's so many that I could name. But I want to tell you a verse in the Bible that should be a great encouragement because it's almost just very understated. In John chapter 16, verse 11, okay, Christ is on his way to the cross. And very famously in John 17, he prays for the church. It's called the great high priestly prayer of Jesus. But in John 16, Jesus is talking about the ministry that he's going to do, and he's coming to this world to bear witness to the truth. And he's going to lay down his life for the sins of the world. We know this. But in John 16, verse 11, you almost miss it if you don't pick up on the power of this. Jesus says, the prince of this world is judged. Now you think about this. Who is the prince of this world? Satan. Satan was cast out of heaven. He tried to overthrow God. And here's all of history in a nutshell, my friends. The devil could not kill God, so he's tried to harm the ones made in God's image, you and me. Now, you may ask the question, many are asking spiritual issues right now. In fact, three of the five uh, top Google searches in the last 15 months since COVID, people are asking questions, is there life after death? Uh, Is God real? 
Is COVID a judgment from God? How can I be right with God? People are open. Now, this is the truth that Satan, who has harmed the human race, Satan, who has lured people into sin and even death, Satan, that the Bible calls the prince of this world. Jesus says the prince of this world is judged. John 16, 11. And mark it down, folks. God is victorious. Salvation, security is in Jesus. And when you get on God's train, even the the tragedies of life can be turned into something victorious. So I want to give you some thoughts, and then I want to unpack these just a little bit. And I'm going to uh, throw these four thoughts out there, and then we'll elaborate. And these, these things can only be said of the God of the Bible. Number one, God's power is unlimited. Number two, God's character is good. Number three, God's plans are perfect. And then number four, and we'll come back to this, but God's invitation to you is real. All right. Now, what we do with Truth for New Generation Ministries, for 24 years, we've been all over the country doing major events. We bring speakers together. We do events, publishing, and broadcasting. Our ministry, every year we ship out 70,000 pieces of literature to people, the books I've written, and occasionally books, well-selected books from other authors. And our, our message, we have two messages. If you're a Christian, we want to help you get equipped to thrive for Christ so that God can use you and you can be a blessing in the lives of others and you can answer any question or objection that you might hear. We want to equip the church to stand strong. And if you're a believer, you are part of the church. But if you're not a believer, maybe you don't even know if God is real. Folks, I will tell you this, the evidence is compelling Yes, God is real. God has revealed himself to the human race, and you can know God. And whatever whatever you've done, God can forgive. Whatever you feel like has been done to you. I, I talk with a lot of people every week who come from abusive backgrounds. And for one thing, people want to know why. But the other thing, they want to ask what. Okay, all this stuff that I've had to go through, stuff that's been done to me, what can I do with my life from here on out? Well, folks, I want to tell you that God does have the power to meet you where you are. You know, in Genesis 18.25, uh, there's a rhetorical question. Now, a rhetorical question is one where the answer is really obvious. And uh, in Genesis 18.25, here's what Scripture says. God asked this question. I am the Lord God. Is anything too hard for me? And the answer, of course, is no, nothing is too hard for God. Do you know God can forgive you? God can heal you. Billy Graham, the great evangelist, he died February 21 of 2018, spoke face-to-face before more people than anyone else in history. Billy Graham said this, God made us. He can fix us if we're broken. So let's talk about the problem of pain and suffering for just a moment. And again, we're giving four comforting facts that can only be said of the God of the Bible. Okay, some people have have reasoned this way. There was a guy, Epicurus, many, many centuries ago. He said, well, maybe God does have power, but God is evil. Or, Or maybe God is good, but is impotent, doesn't have all the power. Or maybe God is powerless and evil, 
But no, Christianity says God is omnipotent. God does have all the power, and God is good. So if God is good, wise, powerful, all those things we've assumed God to be, then why is there evil and pain and suffering in the world? We're going to unpack this. We're going to peel this onion, and we're going to find out that, yes, God is powerful, God is good, and yet there is sin and suffering in the world. How do we parse all this together? Stay tuned. Fox News and CNN call Alex McFarland a religion and culture expert. Stay tuned for more of his teaching and commentary after this. Hello, I'm Tony Perkins with the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C., and I'm inviting all men to join me and General Jerry Boykin at our next men's conference in High Point, North Carolina on May 6th and 7th. It's called Stand Courageous, and we focus on what it means to be a man of God in today's culture. We don't apologize for being men. In fact, we embrace God's call to biblical masculinity. Men, you have the ability to change our country, one home, one community at a time. But to do so, we have to be the men that God has called us to be. So I invite you to join us on May 6th and 7th in High Point, North Carolina for our Stand Courageous Men's Conference. To find out more and to register, go to standcourageous.com. That's standcourageous.com for our Stand Courageous Conference, May 6th and 7th. I hope to see you there. Hi, I'm Andy Berger, founder of Voices Against Trafficking. April is Child Abuse Awareness Month, and here's a tip. Remind your kids to look out for each other and to be able to warn you about any problems they may see happening to one of the siblings or to one of their other friends. For more tips, hotlines, and help, go to VoicesAgainstTrafficking.com. He's been called trusted, truthful, and timely. Welcome back to The Alex McFarland Show. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarland here. We're talking about the comfort we get from truly knowing who God is. Four comforting facts about God, at least the God of the Bible. And by the way, folks, uh, let me talk about things that seem incompatible but aren't. Okay, we know in our heart, deep in our heart, we somehow intuitively know that God must be good. Uh, God couldn't be evil. Now, let me tell you why God couldn't be evil. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6.23. Okay, you work a job, you get a paycheck, right? You work a week, at the end of the week, there's a wage, W-A-G-E, a payoff, right? Okay, you live a life, and at the end of a life, if it's a life without the Lord, uh, a life if we if we die in a state of unbelief and sin, well, there's a wage, there's a paycheck. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That's why it is imperative. It is critical. Before you leave this world, folks, I'm just going to say it. I know no other way to say it. You've got to face the God issue. Have you done that? Have you honestly faced up and said, okay, I've got to figure out who God is. We all need this because we have sin in our life. Now, here's part of the reason that there could be no sin in God. Because people say, well, there's evil, there's suffering. Maybe God is 
bad. You know, maybe God is this cosmic sadist and there's there's evil and sin in the world because maybe somehow God is partially evil. I'm sure you've seen the the yin and the yang symbol where good and evil are forever entwined in some sort of cosmic dance. No, friends, I want to say this. There is no sin in God, and I'll tell you why. If God had any fraction of his being that were evil, he wouldn't be eternal because sin brings death. Sin is that which conspires to death and ultimately, as the philosophers would say, even non-existence. See, here's the deal. Sin is that which tends toward non-being. Now you think, what in the world's Alex talking about? Let me explain for a minute. Whenever I'll speak at universities, sometimes students, the uh, like brazen atheists, will say, well, you know, I would rather go to hell because that's where my friends will be. Usually these are like 20-something white males that have this swagger about them. They'll say, well, you know what? One day it'll be Satan in control. Yeah, woo, Satan is the boss, and I'm going to serve Satan. I've, I've had a student say to me just so foolishly, I would rather burn in hell than bow in heaven. Let me say this. A universe of pure evil would be non-existent. Sin, death, darkness, fallenness. That's not going to be power. It's not going to be a party. That's going to be eternal death. C.S. Lewis, now listen to this, and he was not being flippant. He was not trying to be, you know, inflammatory. But he said that a universe of just pure darkness and sin and death, it would not be life. It would not be a party. Lewis said it would be just a, a damned ghost. And he wasn't using the word damn like a curse word, but he was talking about condemnation. So, friend, there's no sin in God, because if if God had any death within him, he would not be eternal. And yet we know God is eternal life, eternal light, eternal love, purity, justice, righteousness, hope, forgiveness, restoration, all the things for which the human heart longs. By the way, have you ever wondered why it is just part of the human psyche to be sentimental? People think about the past. They, they say, well, I remember when things were better. You know, Billy Joel, in one of his songs, he said the, the past wasn't all that good. The good old days weren't all that good sang Billy Joel, and the future ain't as bad as it seems. We oftentimes are dissatisfied with the present moment, and we, we romanticize the past, and we, we long for the future because we know something isn't right about right now. But I want to tell you this. Part of God's eternality is that he is, we're, we're going to use the word righteous. Now, folks, what do we mean by that? Everything that your heart really longs for, you want to be accepted, God says, whosoever will may come. You want to be made right, healed, God says, I'm going to wipe away all the tears. You you say, what 
I've I've blown it for too many years. There's there's nothing for me because I've I've wasted too many years. God says no. Uh, the the eternal God who's bigger than time. He's able to give you a do over. God can hit the reset, the reboot button on your soul and your life. God says in Joel two twenty five, I restore the years the locust has eaten. You might have run from God for decades. You might feel like you have blown it one time too many. And the, the Lord says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make everything right. So God is all powerful. God is all good. And God is all wise. Scholars, you know, the, the theologians, they make up an 85 cent word for everything. They have this word omniscience. Omni-science. The word omni means all. Scientia is the word for knowledge. So God has all the knowledge, okay? So how do I begin to get on God's train? If, if he's all good and he's all powerful and he knows everything, then how do I begin to tap into this? Well, friends, let me say this, and this is where it gets really personal, but this is where it can get, if you'll let it, be very powerful. First of all, your life is no accident. God made you. Almighty God, yes, Almighty God willed that you would exist. Your life is not an accident. Your life was designed by God, and you have purpose. Uh, you have value. Do you know? Oh, my goodness, please believe me. Folks, I could elaborate on this for the next hour. I, I won't, but listen, you matter to God. You have value to God. Listen, the Son of God laid his back to a beam of wood, went to the cross for you. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk about how valuable you are to God and how you can begin to have a relationship with God and the power of the Lord will be operative in your life. Stay tuned. We're back right after this. Fox News and CNN call Alex McFarland a religion and culture expert. Stay tuned for more of his teaching and commentary after this. Are you tired of liberal agendas ruining our country, but you don't know what to do about it? That's why Truth and Liberty Coalition was founded. We want to equip you to take back our country and impact the world. Here's how we do it. We educate through broadcasts, conferences, and our website with resources that inform, equip, and motivate. We unify by collaborating with like-minded organizations like the Family Research Council, the Family Policy Alliance, and My Faith Votes. We mobilize by providing practical tools you can use to impact your local community. As Christians, we are called to make disciples of nations. Together, we can change the course of our country for good. Join Truth and Liberty to connect with believers and organizations who not only want to see a change in our nation, but a community that is actually doing something about it. Join us online for our broadcast and subscribe for relevant updates on our website, truthandliberty.net. Hello, I'm Tony Perkins with the Family Research Council, and I'm inviting you to join me and General Boykin at our next men's conference in High Point, North Carolina on May 6th and 7th. It's called Stand Courageous, and we focus on what it means to be a man of God in today's culture. We don't apologize for being men. We embrace God's call to biblical manhood. Men, you have the ability to change our country, one home, one community at a time. Join us May 6th and 7th in High Point, North Carolina. To register, go to standcourageous.com. 
He's been called trusted, truthful, and timely. Welcome back to The Alex McFarland Show. Welcome back to the program. We're talking about four comforting facts that can only be said about the God of the Bible. Alex McFarland here. Hey, by the way, I encourage you to visit the newly redesigned website, alexmcfarland.com. Also, let me say this. We've got several exciting things coming up this summer. Uh, By the way, my schedule is on the website, and I'm traveling. I'm at East Tennessee State University. I'm in Illinois. Then in Western North Carolina, July 8th through 10, uh, July 8, 9, 10. I am at the Billy Graham Training Center, The Cove. And the website, by the way, is T-H-E-C-O-V-E, thecove.org. Um, yeah, I would love for you to come to my seminar. I'm going to be teaching through the book of First Peter, which is apologetics, how you can defend your Christian faith. And uh, if you've never been to The Cove, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Uh, like, a four-star chef. The food is amazing. The accommodations are amazing. But also, you'll be there with believers from all over the Western Hemisphere. Um, It virtually always sells out. We'll go into God's Word together. We'll fellowship. We'll pray together. And then plus, the beautiful Appalachian Mountains. You know, Billy Graham and his wife prayer walked over the Cove property, and you will truly feel the presence of God there. There's still time to register. I would love to meet you July 8, 9, and 10 at the Cove. The other thing, our annual youth camp, it's coming up July 17th through 22nd, just a little bit east of Raleigh. I'm going to give you two websites, and listen carefully, ncrefuge.org. That's the camp we've rented this year, and there's hiking, and there's ropes course, there's swimming, stand-up, paddle boarding, just amazing camp stuff. But our theme this summer is Unashamed, Building Your Biblical Worldview. You think about that. Now, this is for middle schoolers and high schoolers. We do this every summer, and every year, it doesn't matter if we have 75 or 100 youth at our camp, 100% will make a decision for Christ. Many will uh, make a decision to be a witness for Christ and defend the gospel. Some that have never made a decision for salvation, they'll trust Christ. But we always have 100% of our camp attendees will leave there absolutely changed. So moms and dads, youth leaders, This is the camp your kids need to come to because we will teach them and equip them in their walk and their witness for Christ. You can go to my website, alexmcfarland.com. You can go to ncrefuge.org. Unashamed, building your biblical worldview. Uh, Look, folks, here's what we're all about. Sure, it's the gospel, it's the Great Commission, but we've got to save our nation. And a big part of that is equipping the upcoming generations to defend the faith. And on that note, let me just also say, uh, your prayers and support make it possible for us to do what we do, events, publishing, broadcasting. Every week, online, on air, we're in front of millions of listeners every day of the week. And then my own travel schedule and the the speakers that we're mentoring and the young people that we're grooming to stand strong for the gospel, you're helping us do that. So you can give securely online, alexmcfarland.com, or you can mail in a a tax-deductible contribution the way to uh, send something, if you want to send something by snail mail, P.O. Box 10231, Greensboro, North Carolina. 
and that's 27404. Just Alex McFarland, if you write a check, you can just put TNG, as in Truth for a New Generation. And every gift is faithfully handled, gratefully received, and it is tax deductible. So thank you for your prayers and your involvement. We are partners together in the gospel. Well, let's talk, though, about the comforting facts of the Bible. Here we go to wrap up. First of all, God's power is unlimited. Let me say this, folks. If you can believe Genesis 1-1, you can believe any miracle in the Bible. Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do you believe that? Of course. Well, look, to call the universe into existence out of nothing, clearly, God's power is unlimited. Secondly, God's character is good. Uh, The question in the Bible, will not the judge of all the earth do right? Yes. I want to tell you, God's character, God's nature, scholars say God's essence, God is good. Do you know, only Christianity, really only the Christian conception of God says, look, God is just, God is perfect, God is sinless, God is righteous. And let me say, God is fair. More than fair, God is merciful. He extends grace. And this God, who is a good God, he has good plans. Let him in your life. God is good. Thirdly, God's plan is perfect. God does not cause evil. I want to make a couple of distinctions here. For one thing, God might have allowed some things. Clearly, God allowed COVID because it happened. But you know what? God is so powerful that he turns Satan's schemes into things that yield good fruit. All right, Jesus was nailed to a cross. What what an evil thing that was. As the great Christian leader Adrian Rogers said, on a skull-shaped hill outside of Jerusalem, man murdered his maker. That was bad, right? But you know what? God turned it into something good because Jesus arose. God has a perfect plan, and there is no way, no way that Satan is going to put God in checkmate. God will turn evil into blessing. God will turn the schemes of Satan into the fulfillment of his plans. And I want to say this, folks. Uh, Maybe bad things have happened to you. Maybe bad things have been done to you. But if you come to Christ even today, And you just say, Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. Uh, Peter was drowning, and he just simply said, Lord, save me. If you will turn to Christ today and say, Lord, I'm willing to let you into my life, then God's plans. I I could give you so many scriptures. I I don't have time to give you as many scriptures as I would like, but I will give you two. One from the old, one from the new. Do you know what? Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. God says that he has plans, good plans, and he'll bring you to this design, this roadmap he has for your life. But the other is in the New Testament, John 6, 37. Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will not reject. And finally, God's invitation to you is real. This is reality. The Lord is not going to toy with you, play games with you. God really honestly, has a legitimate offer he's putting before you right now to forgive you, to bless you, to make you his child, to make you his heir, to give you heaven, really. 
Okay, Paul asked this question in Romans 8, 31, as I close. If God be for us, who can be against us? Friend, God is for you. No person, no circumstance, no demon can have a a plan against you. God is for you. So today, have this confidence and realize that God is in your corner. And so if you will call out to him today, he will hear you. He will receive you. Now, listen, we got to stick a pin in it, and we're going to hit the pause button. But I look forward to when you and I can visit again very soon. In the meantime, please know that Jesus loves you, and so do we. And I look forward to the next time that we can drink deeply from God's well of truth with more truth for a new generation. In the meantime, Alex McFarland here, thanking you for listening. I look forward to when you and I can visit again. In the meantime, please tell somebody about Truth for a New Generation, but tell everybody about Jesus. Alex McFarland Ministries are made possible through the prayers and financial support of partners like you. For over 20 years, this ministry has been bringing individuals into a personal relationship with Christ and has been equipping people to stand strong for truth. Learn more and donate securely online at alexmcfarland.com. You may also reach us at Alex McFarland, P.O. Box 10231, Greensboro, North Carolina, 27404, or by calling 1-877-YES-GOD and the number 1. That's 1-877-YES-GOD-1. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again on the next edition of The Alex McFarland Show.